and they have lost their way because there are some people that's blaming God for the situation or or they're upset and why is it that you know my belief in God should not waver and should not change just because I don't get the answer that I'm looking for even personally our family is going through things that we're praying and believing God for believing God for healing and the proper way to pray is say God I believe that you can heal I believe that you can Uh, I believe that you can change. I believe that you can do what's impossible. But if you don't, I still will keep my faith in you. Come on, can somebody shout amen to that? God, if you don't choose to heal, if you don't choose to heal uh, and take care of and, and bring healing into a situation, God, I will still trust in you. You know, Job had the same conversation with his wife, you know, after everything was taken from him. And he said this to his wife. He said, shall we only accept good from the Lord and not this as well? And so how do you stay standing? How do you continue to trust the Lord in those moments? We've been talking a lot about staying anchored down in faith and anchored down in hope and anchored down into the word of God, anchored into the presence of God. In the same way, God remains the same. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had, their, they had their chance to renounce the Lord. They had their chance to say, you know what? This is too hard. Let's just blend in with everybody else. Why is it when I look around, I see more people blending in than standing out? Why do I see more people, you know, bowing their knee, you know, and, and giving in to these things? And let me tell you what the three gods of this world are. Are you ready? Here's the three gods of this world that so many of us today have bowed their need to. The first God of God is the world. They've given in to the world. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and don't conform yourself to the pattern of this world. And so one of the first gods that we give in to is the world. We base our beliefs on the world system. We base our belief on whatever the world says to do, whatever the world thinks is right, whatever the news says is right thing to do, then that's what we'll do. Whatever the government says to do, that's what we'll do. We bend our knee to the world. We may not have a golden image in our life, but one of the gods that we bend our knee to is the world, the pattern of this world, what the world looks like, what the world is driving, what the world is saying, what the world is doing. You know, I heard the other night, There was somebody at this gathering, and they literally was trying to get this other person to take a shot of whiskey for them, with them. And the person that was begging them to take a shot of whiskey with them, this person was once serving the Lord, going through ministry school. I think some people even, maybe in this room, maybe even gave money toward to help get this person into ministry school. Now this person is full-blown party, trying to get somebody else to take a shot of whiskey, say, come on, you can do it. And then the fiancé of that person came in and said, no, stop. The world don't understand it no more. You know, the world says, how can you not, how can you not run with this no more? Come on. The world wants to justify everything. The world wants to go ahead and compromise. That's the first God is is that we bend our knee to is compromise. Second God that we don't talk about a lot is sin. It's sin, just flat sin. Anything that's against the Lord is sin. 
anything that's against the law, anything that God says not to do. Let me ask you a question. Is it wrong? Let me ask Destiny this. Is it, is it wrong to eat? Do you eat fruit? Do you? Do you like fruit? What's your favorite fruit? Huh? Watermelon. I love watermelon, especially a good watermelon. You put some lime on it. It's really a good watermelon all by itself is good, but lime it'll even set it off good. Put some lime on it? Are you kidding me? We'll, we'll get some, some watermelon after church. All right, now watch. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's, it's wrong to eat watermelon? No, right? Would you think, let's go further. Do you think it's sin to eat watermelon? Okay, now watch this. Do you remember in the beginning of the book of the Bible, Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve, uh, believe it or not, they walked around naked. That's gross, right? That's really gross, right? Imagine your mom and dad walking around naked, right? It's gross. That's just gross. I know. So now watch. Adam and Eve walking around naked, and they're having this conversation with God, and Eve is off by herself, and she has all of a sudden the serpent wiggles up. That, that was the enemy, and has this conversation with Eve. And he was like, did God really say don't touch none of the trees in the garden, right? And so he's having this conversation with Eve, and then he showed her the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, it had fruit on it. Nobody really knows what it was. It could have been watermelon. It could have been apples. It could have been bananas. Nobody really knows what was on this, what type of fruit it was, but it was a, it was a tree that had fruit on it. And he says, why don't you eat of this? You'll become like God. And so you know what she did? She brought this fruit to Adam. Like Lynn brought this fruit to Gary, right? And said, hey, Gary, why don't you go and eat some of this? And you know what they did? They ate of it, and they realized they were naked. Then they clothed, then they clothed themselves with like leaves from the, you know, like trees and so forth like that, and bushes. And so then God came and said, who told you you were naked? See, instantly, they sinned. Do you know why they sinned? What was the sin? It wasn't sin to eat the fruit. It was a sin, the fact that God told them not to eat it. And so they gave into that temptation, and that's when sin came into the world. You see? And so is it wrong to eat fruit? No, but it's wrong not, not to listen to God. Does this make sense? So the fact that, you know, they could have said, well, God, it was just a piece of fruit. Why is it wrong to eat fruit? You put all this food here for us to eat. You want me to eat of the ground and so forth? You want me to eat the fruit? So God, why is it wrong to eat this? Because God said not to. And so therefore, it's sin. If God tells you not to do something, then it's sin. If Melody is doing something, and Melody is fine with doing whatever she's doing, let's say if Melody, you know, if, if God tells Melody to go and to go pray with somebody, but she refuses to do that, guess what that is? Sin. Does this make sense? And so, in the same way, we have allowed sin to come into the world because of our disobedience, okay? Partial obedience is still disobedience. So it's like, even if they would have took one little bite, they still disobeyed. Is that right? So, let's continue on. And so the first, the first God of the, is the world. The second God that we bow down to is sin. And here's the third God and probably the biggest God that we bow our knee to. Are you ready? It's self. It's us. It's us. We're our biggest God that we, that we, anything that we can put our hands on, we want to indulge in me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about what I can get. It's all about satisfying me. And that's what I see so much today is, is that there's this spirit of entitlement that has hit people. 
They feel entitled to a- act and feel the, you know, and just do whatever they want to do and say whatever they want to say and just because they feel entitled because of what has happened. And so they feel like they can just do or act however they want to act. Does this make sense so far? So we may not have a golden statue in our life, but we have these images of self in our life that we bow down to all of the time. And so what is, what is the solution? How do we get past this thing? And we're going to close and we're going to pray. How do we get beyond this thing? How do we, how, how do we get to a place to where we, um, that we're, we no longer bow our knee to these three things? main thing is learning how to trust God again. Learning how to trust that God is in control, that no matter the results, that God remains the same. Think about this. If, if you're lacking trust with something, what are some of the emotions that you have? Frank, what's an emotion that you have if, if, you, don't, if you don't trust somebody? Anger? Mad? You panic? get scared, right? What are some other emotions if you don't trust somebody? Disappointment, you know? And so our trust level in God has to go again. Our trust level, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they trusted God that God could bring them and could deliver them from this moment. But if he didn't, their belief in him wasn't going to change. So our prayer today and say, you know what, God, that no matter what happens, I'm going to continue to trust you no matter what. I'm going to continue to trust you. You know, when I look around and I, and I look and I survey, you know, the body of Christ and those that once served the Lord, and I look at so many people who has shipwrecked their faith and, and lost their way because they have prayed and maybe God didn't answer their prayer the way that they wanted and the way they were believing for, it doesn't change God. God is still the same, no matter what. And all of you in this room, you've gone through things that have tested your faith. Our faith has been on trial. But anything anything that's great is always going to go through testing. In order to have great faith, we've got to go through times of testing in order for, to reveal faith in our life. So I want to stop right there. I want to go around the room for a moment. And I want to ask you a couple questions. Because I believe that 